0: Hello and welcome to Wedding on a Hill, a podcast for Christian women who are engaged and yay, planning a wedding. My name is Annie Lavi, and I'm a writer, Bible teacher, and wedding coordinator. I believe there is no time as sweet, wonderful, and sometimes overwhelming as preparing to be married. On this podcast, I'm here to help women walk through this season joyfully and faithfully, seeking first the kingdom of God. Hello, this is Annie. Welcome to episode 15, the last episode of the first season of Wedding on a Hill. If you've been listening, I just want to tell you how thankful I am that you took the time to listen to this podcast through its first season. I am so excited and grateful for just the support that I've gotten and what we've been able to do here. For this last episode, I have someone very special who came on the show to talk to us about a topic that I think is all over magazines and all over Pinterest, but maybe doesn't have the best foundations. Rachel Calhoun is the owner and maker, designer, operator. I don't even know how many titles you could probably put under her name, but Rachel Calhoun is the owner of Windblown Jewelry. And she came on the show to talk about beauty and adornment. And she did a fantastic job I hope that you guys are blessed by this episode. I hope that you enjoy it and that you learned something from Rachel. I know that I did. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Rachel. So tell me a little bit about your company because it looks amazing.
1: Thank you so much. So the name of my company is Windblown Jewelry. And we make just really simple brass and gold jewelry that you can throw on, wear with anything, Hopefully it just elevates your look um, with minimal effort and makes you feel confident and ready to go with whatever you're going to take on that day. So Mm -hmm. my favorite thing is when people come to us and are like, Oh my gosh, I wear this necklace every day or all the time, or these are my go-to earrings. And I'm like, good. That's what we desire is to make your life a little easier by just kind of checking that box of accessorizing off of your list. So you don't have to think about it. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But we, We love what we do, and um, it's neat. Sometimes I feel like I'm more in women's ministry than, like, making jewelry because we get to connect with so many awesome women and um, just love them through that art of jewelry.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me – Oh, with your company, how did you get started or how did you decide, like, I think I want to do this. This is really awesome. This is what I'm passionate about. How did that
1: happen? Yeah. So I actually have made jewelry since I was a middle schooler and even then, yeah, it's really fun. Even then I... Um, well, I made jewelry and I knitted scarves and I would sit outside the local, like Lowe's foods. Like I asked them if I could come sell and, uh, like the grocery store and I would sell jewelry on, you know, a Saturday or mm-hmm. my mom was a physical therapist and I was homeschooled. And so sometimes I would go to work with her. And, you know, when I was finished at school, I would work on my jewelry or my scarves and then I'd sell them to people there. And so mm-hmm. it's funny. Um, because I look back and I'm like, I feel like this passion has always been in me, you know, creating something and then selling it. And also, as a little girl, my favorite thing to play was a store, yes.
0: and I
1: would set my room up like a store, and like I was obsessed with cash registers. And so that was my, goal <laughs> of my life was to run a cash register. And I'm just so proud to say I've accomplished that goal. <laughs> but um, anyway, so yeah, I I loved making jewelry, loved creating, and. um I worked at a boutique in college, mm-hmm. and I saw the jewelry that people were buying, and I thought, "Oh, I can totally do this, and I can probably make cuter stuff." And you know, it, it mm-hmm. kind of practical. but anyway, so <laughs> I started doing that. It went really well. The response was awesome. You know, it was just kind of like a hobby, but I always had a dream that. That would be my full-time job one day or maybe opening up a shop or something. And um, I really just began, I I sold at that boutique. I sold online. Um, I would go to pop-up markets, which now is, you know, a huge part of what we do as well. Just going to pop-up markets where we set up maybe outside a coffee shop or a brewery or a restaurant and um, sell whatever we have and get to interact with the customers, which is so much fun. So, I mean, it's really just, we've grown a ton. Now it is my full-time job and I have a few employees as well. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the the beginnings of Windblown. And really, I've just taken it a step at a time. It's neat to see where we are now um, and where we started because it doesn't seem that different. You know, you don't see the change day by day, but then when you look back, it's really neat to see where God has brought us and how faithful he's been. Um, and I'll say one more thing on that. I remember um, in, I, so I I took some metal smithing classes in, I mean, it was, it's been quite a few years ago now, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't go to school for metal smithing. I had no, you know, I learned different things just really by trying them. And then I yeah. went to some metalsmithing courses at North Carolina State University so Mm -hmm. I was sitting there and I, I was in the studio and I was just you know joining metal and making things and just feeling so alive and I remember taking a break and thinking god why is it that this is like what I love like that this makes me like come to life because it feels like jewelry is so like that doesn't really matter. You know, like it it can be materialistic and it's like, why this, right? Why can't I be like a nurse or a teacher or something that you could really use? And it's so funny because I just, I just stopped there. You know, I just kind of was questioning that. Um, But I, I knew that it, it even felt like worshipful to make jewelry, you know, and to create, but I didn't understand it. And now looking back, I can just see that God is so good that he can use something creative like jewelry for his purposes. Um, Even, you know, even something that could be deemed materialistic or silly or unnecessary, he can use for his purposes and for something so much bigger. So that's what I'm really thankful for that, that we get to connect to so many women and hopefully just encourage them and remind them of who they are um, through something like jewelry. Yeah.
0: I love that so much for many reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one, you know, I think that there's this idea almost like it feels like a conflict of interest, especially in wedding planning of like, how come, like, I want to care about what I look like on my wedding day. Right. And I want to, I want beautiful pictures and these things that people feel. And at the same time, there's this other battle that's like, Oh, should I care? Does this matter? Like, is this okay to care about? And especially, you know, that's why I told you, wow, you feel like you could be someone who could talk a lot about this because you, you make jewelry, which on the surface. Yeah. I I totally understand what you're saying of, looking to God and being like, wait, does this matter? Is it okay that I love doing this when, like, should I be teaching or should I be a nurse and should I save lives? (laughs) So talk to me about how you've navigated that just in making jewelry and in talking with women and
1: selling it. Like, how has that come into play for you more? Right. So it's very interesting. I often tell people, especially when they come up to my table at pop-ups, that, um, because they'll remark, Ooh, this is so pretty. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell people, yeah, the crazy thing is, although I do this for a living, I'm not really like a jewelry girl. <laughs> so <laughs> what I mean by that is I have never been one to just like, you know, accessorize to the max or like really be super matchy matchy or, um, I don't know, I guess you could say girly, but I don't think. Whatever. I've just not been like super into jewelry. I really like um, cleaner lines, simple, kind Mm -hmm. of more timeless um, pieces that are easy, but look good with everything. And so what I did when I started making jewelry was um, I just made those sort of designs, the things that I would like to wear, the things that are comfortable, that are going to last, that, you know, look good with everything. And then people really responded to that. And so how I see that kind of um, interacting with like, does this matter if I want to look good and, and this and that is we hope that we can provide that sort of jewelry for women that um, I don't know, you don't have to go over the top for, right? Like we mm-hmm. have a small collection that we feel like is totally you know, that would suffice for your jewelry. You know, you could get maybe like one necklace and and a pair of big earrings and a pair of little earrings and some rings and like you are set, you know, yeah. and you can look beautiful without, um, you know, having to have so many different accessories to match this and that. But here's the other thing. I don't see a huge problem in, I have a friend who is Really, I mean, she takes joy in in the way you know in dressing herself and having different accessories and this and that and doing her hair and makeup. And um, she's one of the most godly women that I know. And to to her, that really is just like a form of art and expression. And um, I do, I'm sure she has to watch that it doesn't you know run into materialism or people pleasing or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But um, she is more drawn to that. And I think you can do that in a way that does you know, worship God and, and is, is honoring yourself and and the body and the beauty that he's given you, um, without, you know, taking it overboard. So I'm not sure if that truly answers the question, but we try and just kind of, um, I don't know, you can, you can look beautiful without Without having to go so crazy, and and that's why we just try and keep our simple pieces. Um, but the other thing is, I often tell people, women, especially if they're you know at my table at a market or something, that you know that the temptation would be to say like, Oh, you'll look so beautiful with these earrings or with this or with that. But we truly believe you don't need those earrings to look beautiful. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you're going to look great. And, and yes, these might help you. Um, a lot of times what I feel like our jewelry does is like, you know, when you just, you, when you feel good, when you feel like you look good, you feel better, you know? So yeah. like if you put on these big pair of earrings, even if you're just wearing a t-shirt and jeans, you're like, Ooh, I tried a little bit, you know, <laughs> like, or you throw on this big necklace, but it's like, oh, okay, now I, now I look good. So we try and, um, I don't know, give a little confidence boost through an easy way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. A little easy way to just feel confident. And, um, that's when people really look beautiful is when they're feeling confident. So, yeah. yes, I think what is really striking me about hearing you talk about it
0: is, there's almost like this aspect of like playfulness or fun when it comes Mm -hmm. to jewelry making for you. And when it comes to helping people pick out jewelry that I love, right? Like there, I think that there's something really beautiful about saying like, no, you don't need this to look beautiful. That's not the point, but you can use this to have fun if you want to. And you can use this to like bring a smile to your face and enjoy it. And it doesn't have to be pressure filled to like meet right. some standard of you have to accessorize this much right <laughs> but totally. but you can accessorize to the level that you want and ha- make sure that you're having fun with it and the moment you 're not having fun anymore you should you should be done right yeah. you don't have to go farther than that
1: <laughs> totally I agree I agree
0: um, do you have as I mean you probably help people pick out jewelry a lot, so do you have any advice for someone who's picking out um, let's actually go think really in terms of weddings, like for someone who is picking out something like a wedding dress or what jewelry to wear on that day. Do you Mm -hmm. have any advice that you'd give for someone who's trying to think like, how do I want to look and How do I, I know what my look will be on that day. Uh
1: That's very, that is so interesting because I feel like there are two ways you could go with it. Mm -hmm. And I am very practical. Um, Even (laughs) with my wedding dress, this is so crazy, but I, um, I mean, I was just excited about getting married and I, everything else was like, yeah, that's good but it doesn't matter that much. So I'm probably, I'm, I could be very opposite from a lot of your audience. Each wedding dress I tried on, it was like, this one's nice. And then I was like, nice too. And then the one I ended up choosing was, um, simply because my dad picked it out and I just really thought that was very special. And anyways, I have, um, I'm a redhead and I have pale skin. So it was like, um, what is it? Not cream, but anyways, it was not white. And so it looked way better on me. So for me, honestly, I would probably pick out something kind of practical that I would wear again. And yes. um, <laughs> especially because I'm not one to, to normally splurge. Um, and I tend again, towards very simple, like less is more. And at the same time, You want your jewelry to, um, just complement your beauty. And so you don't have to go so crazy with it. Um, I actually was thinking about, um, this with my husband before on our walk, we just went on a walk and I was like, you know, I don't even remember the jewelry I wore (laughs) on my wedding day, except for, I remember, um, one piece that my sister had that she, um, had brought and was going to wear and then she said here you should wear this actually and it was just a really um thin gold chain with like a a raw pearl um and just one and I just really felt like that was special because she gave it to me and said here you wear this like I want you to wear this mm-hmm. um, so to me I would I would choose I would say for you to to go with jewelry that's meaningful so maybe it is like an heirloom or um mm-hmm. Yeah, something that does have some good meaning behind it, or that just like that you just feel fantastic in, you know. Um, so I would say don't feel pressured by you know whatever you feel like the latest trend is, or um, you know maybe for you you love wearing a lot of jewelry and you want to wear a lot of jewelry and that's what makes you feel comfortable. Go for it, you know. I think the the idea is you want to feel so beautiful on that day. Um, and you will be beautiful, whatever jewelry you have. But just whatever can make you feel the most comfortable um, would be that. And honestly, a new piece of jewelry, like, that that does make you feel a little like, ooh, I got this. I look great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a it's exciting. a fun – it's definitely a fun day to buy something new for and to let yes. it be just, like, celebratory and sweet.
1: Definitely. Uh, yeah. Definitely.
0: I completely agree with what you're saying about just like letting it, I think that there's so much kind of like we've talked about pressure to look a certain way or be a certain thing or follow a certain trend, which yes. unfortunately trends change literally they every do. season. So the idea that if you love it, I think that my advice to someone is always and along the lines of like, if you love a trend, whether it's jewelry wise or flower wise or whatever, if you actually like it, then you should do it and you should have fun yeah. with it. But if you don't like it, then oh my gosh don't do it just because it's on the cover of a magazine doesn't mean that it's made to be in your wedding right and and there's so much out there we have so much choice right now that there's
1: Mm, overwhelming
0: overwhelming choice for the and which is like actually maybe really a sweet thing because then the person who loves really simple can do that and like you said the person who I have like a bride in mind right now who I'm thinking who I worked with (laughs) who was like this is her look, and it is yeah, like head, yeah. head to toe decked out, and she loved it and had so yeah. much fun with it right, and wanted that and that 's also like kind of how she looked in everyday life, so it yes. actually matched her personality right I right. go overboard on her wedding day just because it 's her wedding day, and she didn 't feel that pressure, but she did it because she wanted yeah. to, and that 's how she looked anyway
1: I, I totally agree, way. and that just makes me think like there might be some people listening who. They're really, I mean, less of a jewelry girl than even I am. And maybe it's like, oh, a mom or an aunt or somebody is like, oh, oh, you need to wear this necklace and you need to wear I would urge them to, I mean, so politely and really humbly and respectfully <laughs> decline that because you want to you're never gonna look more beautiful than when you feel the best and when you feel like yourself, you know? And and so I think if it's that girl and you want to Buy you know a really simple bracelet or like just a new ring to to wear on your other hand or something like that. Do that and let that be it and enjoy that piece. You know you. I I would hate for somebody to feel pressured to oh it's my wedding day I need to wear jewelry if they really don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, but um, I don't know. I just think that you're really gonna shine. when when you feel the most comfortable. So I would say a lot of this comes down to um, two things. I mean, mean really just the posture of our heart Mm -hmm. when we're thinking about what do I want to look like on that day? Um, It can get stressful like, oh, how much money am I going to spend? Oh, is this honoring God? Oh, is, um, you know, all of this. I think I think you could buy a $5 piece of jewelry or a $5,000 piece of jewelry. And if your heart is, um, you know, in the wrong place, both of those would be a sinful thing, you know? Um, I think it's, we just have to think about, yeah, how is everything that we're doing? How is this pointing to and glorifying God? And I think you can do that, um, it would look very different, right? Like God does love celebrating, like celebration and and adornment and yes, festivities and traditions and things like this. He mandates those and God is a God of beauty and creativity, obviously, like look at our world. And so there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, feeling like – we, what we were talking about in Song of Solomon, they, um, the bride is adorned with jewelry. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that and making it a special occasion. But if that, if your heart is finding, you know, it's worth in what you look like, then that is wrong. And so, um, I feel like, you know, it, it's so interesting because there's no really like prescription of mm-hmm. if you do this and this and this, you're going to be right. And what I found with my wedding is, um, a just fear of man coming up a lot. And, Mm -hmm. and thinking, not thinking, what do I want? How will I honor the Lord and and those around me in this time or love them well through this, but thinking more so what will other people think if, you know, or if I don't. And so that is one thing, um, you know, it's not fun to have that come up a lot, but what a blessing to see, oh God, you, you see this in my, this is actually in my heart and you're bringing it up to deal with it and, and refine me and prune me. And so I can be more fruitful. And so just really checking your heart if it's for, you know, what jewelry you're wearing, what dress, what, 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 you know, gifts you're able to give to your bridesmaids, whatever. Like, are you doing these things to... That's a good one gifts for bridesmaids. I remember feeling so much pressure over that mm-hmm. and I actually did give them all jewelry that I had made but I felt like, oh, this isn't good enough oh, I didn't spend a ton of time on like oh I've, I've seen all these pictures of people getting this and this and this mm-hmm. but instead I so I let that rob my joy of comparison and fear of what will they think instead of just remembering truth of like Hey, these people are excited to celebrate with me and, yeah. you know, like, or, or how can I truly just honor them or, or tell them thank you with my words and, you know, all of this. So, yeah. um, I think it just comes down to really protecting our heart from fear of man and, and just continually asking ourselves, um, yeah, are we doing this for God's glory or ours? And, and who are we trying to point to through our decisions? Mm-hmm. I love that so much, especially the other
0: verse that we, or that I had mentioned to you was 1 Timothy, where they talk about, like, I want the women to dress modestly, adorning themselves, not with elaborate hairstyles and gold or pearls or all that, but with good deeds, (laughs) right? Which, at first, I I remember reading that the first time and being like, that's very boring. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to just be adorned with good deeds. (laughs) But I love that you said the word posture because I think, you know, we can read that and be like, wait, so am I not supposed to dress up for church? Like, I, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, but, I can't braid my hair. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality is he's speaking so much more to that posture that you're talking about. Yeah. Of No, if you're going to braid your hair or wear your $5,000 necklace to church to be a show off, like to put it very mm-hmm. simply, that's not actually helping well, one, other people, but also it's not helping you worship the Lord. And same thing on our wedding day. Like if that's you, we know best when we stand before God, what is actually helping us worship him and what is not. And we do have a God who loves to celebrate, who loves beauty, who loves creativity. And so we can do those things in worship to him and we can also accidentally take it and make it not worship and be worshiping like you said that fear of man I totally relate to that I think a lot a lot of people do this idea of oh am I like you said it was for your bridesmaid gifts I don't even remember what mine was I don't know, it's probably something stupid like table linens because I was a wedding cleaner and like that really mattered to me. (laughs) But it was like, if I don't have these linens, what are all of these people going to think, you know, if I don't have the fancy ones, if they're just plain old cloth ones or something, where we can get really sucked into it and where, oh, well, then I should really be asking, why are the tablecloths so important to me? You know, and just asking kind of like the why behind. Ooh, that's good. Like if we're going to care about, It's not wrong to care about the necklace and we can just ask why before we buy it and just make sure that our hearts are in the right place before we do things like that. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. My husband is our um, student pastor and he tells us, this has been very helpful in my life, but he tells us with, our students in discussion, if they answer a question, that we are always to go three whys deep. Three so Y's that, deep.
0: That's a lot of whys. It's oh a gosh. lot. <laughs> and, it, and it
1: feels really awkward at first, but so they answer a question and you say, oh, interesting. Oh, tell me more about that. You know? And yeah. then they say, you okay, okay. Why is that? You know? And then they say something again. And it, that is so helpful when you were saying, ask the why I love that. And I think sometimes we should go three whys deep with ourselves. <laughs> yes. And, um, because even that too, like it's so what you were saying about the table linens is if you are, are wanting to have these incredible table linens, to honor your guests because you are so thankful for them and you just want this to be such a sweet time for them and, you know, all of that, mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, why not? You know, yeah. like if you really just want to also just love them well through this celebration, then I feel like that, that is an honorable thing. And if you have the means to do that, go for the nice tablecloth, <laughs> you know, like make this a great time for them too. But if you're doing it because you want them to think highly of yourself or to think, you know, oh, this is the best wedding I've ever been to. I, they're awesome. You know, then wrong. Don't yeah. get the <laughs> So yeah. That is such good advice, is just asking why.
0: Yeah, I love that. And even I think remembering too, like the reason that we're saying it's wrong is one, because of worship to God, but also two, like I think I just want to remind women who are listening that you can't actually win that game right like if you're if we're doing things from that place of trying to people please then you'll never please everyone you will you will never win that game even when you think you've won then you'll turn around and realize that you haven't right so it's just not worth it and I'm I think that I just want to make really clear that part of the reason we're saying like oh don't you don't have to play that game is to save heartache right and save the 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 fall that that comes after when you realize oh shoot that didn't actually work it didn't buy me what I thought it was going to buy me right
1: yes absolutely that is so true um I and that just steals the joy and the beauty and you know just the worshipful experience that you're Wedding day can be when you're so worried about others instead of just enjoying the gifts that God has given you. This is off topic, but I remember in my wedding, I really was very nonchalant about most things. But there was one thing I had a um, like very princessy dress that was a line and you know mm-hmm. had a long train and it had um, like a V in the back and bows all the way. I mean, the train was huge. So, and just these bows all the way up the train. And I'm so simple that I said, I love this dress. I just want the bows off. And my mom's an incredible seamstress and so she was going to do that. She's also an incredible procrastinator, just like myself. (laughs) So I tried on my dress the night before our wedding and the bows were still on there. And I was like, why are the bows still there? And she was like, I haven't had time to take them off. I think we're just going to leave them. And I was like, oh, I don't want the bows, you know. And my friends actually had to be like, "Hey, Rachel, you were kind of rude, and it's really (laughs) not that big of a deal. Like, your mom's stressed right now. Just, you know, let it go." And it's so I just you have some
0: really good friends. Can I say that? (laughs) Well, they are.
1: I am thankful for them. And so uh, yeah, I had to be humbled, and I was like, "Okay, it'll be fine." It just you know took me a second because that was kind of like the one thing I felt like I was. Picky about and it didn't yeah. happen. And guess what? Who cares about the bows? <laughs> I don't remember that now, you know? And that was even a very huge part of, you know, it was my wedding dress. But um I would hate it if I were going to let that dictate how I felt about the day or mm-hmm. how I felt about myself. So um, maybe some encouragement, even if there are some things that you feel like aren't going the way that you wish that. Um, while it is a beautiful time and you know you want things to be done well that it is okay some things probably won't go as you as you expect or or desire and it's totally fine yeah
0: absolutely (laughs) isn't rachel fantastic you guys I told her at the close of this interview that I wish that I could just follow her around all the time, (laughs) and she kind of agreed, so I'm hoping that Rachel becomes one of my new good friends, (laughs) but I was just so blessed by getting to talk to her and getting to dive into her perspective on all of these topics, so... Once again, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I had a great time talking to you. And to everybody else, this is the close of the first season of Wedding on a Hill. And so again, I just want to thank you for listening. I am going to take at least the summer off and then after that hoping we'll be back with more topics. As usual, please share this with anyone you know who is getting married or who would be blessed by these episodes and I will look forward to talking to you guys again for season two. This is Annie Lavi with Wedding on a Hill.